This week's show is brought to you by Miracle Made. Alright, now you guys, Brad and Alex, you know I like a lot of things, but I'm going to reveal a little bit about myself here. I really like sleeping. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. I'm like, it's, oh, yeah. A, it's in my top three. Of it's a great I thing enjoy. to do. Wait, hang on. Eating, sleeping, and? Sleeping. Again. Okay. It's, All right. it's it's mostly sleeping, then eating, then sleeping Got again. Got it, yes. Got sleep, it. get up, eat, then you get back to sleep. <laughs> yeah. If I could eat while I'm sleeping, I would probably do that, too. Sleep, eat, sleep, repeat. Got it. Yes. And luckily for me, Miracle Made has sheets just for me. Because did you know that traditional bed sheets can harbor more bacteria than a toilet seat? And I'll tell you what I don't like, sleeping on a damn toilet seat. I would rather sleep in some nice sheets. I don't know, man. Have you tried it? Unfortunately, yes. And it's not my style. I won't ask you to elaborate. (laughs) Inspired by those punks at NASA, Miracle Made uses silver-infused fabrics and makes temperature-regulating bedding so you can sleep at the perfect temperature all night long. It has self-cooling properties. The sheets that are infused with this silver prevent up to 99.7% of bacterial growth, leaving them to stay cleaner and fresh three times longer than other sheets, and no more gross odors. Only the best odors in my sheets. You can go to trymiracle.com slash nextlander to try Miracle Made Sheets today. And whether you're buying them for yourself or as a gift for a loved one, if you order today, you can save over 40%. And if you use our promo nextlander at checkout, you'll get three free towels and save an extra 20%. Miracle is so confident in their product, it's backed with a 30-day money-back guarantee. So if you aren't 100% satisfied, you'll get a full refund. Upgrade your sleep with Miracle Made. Go to miracle.com slash nextlander and use the code nextlander to claim your free three-piece towel set and save over 40% off. Again, that's trymiracle.com slash nextlander to treat yourself. Thank you, Miracle Made, for sponsoring this episode. Hello, everybody, and welcome to what I hope someday will be the number one podcast in the world. And with your help, and everybody's help. We might just get there. I'm Vinny Caravella, joined by Brad Shoemaker. Why, hello. Why, hello. Alex Navarro. We're going to get there. I believe in us. We're going to be the number one podcast. What if What if I, we're already there? We could we, be. We, we could be there. We could be there. Um, but I don't think we're quite there yet. This is the Next Lander podcast. And uh, we welcome you to it. This, folks, this is arguably episode one. Now, we did have an episode zero, and now it always gets a little yes. sticky, and if you want to get into semantics, we can do that, but I'm going to put a number in here that says episode one. Hey, it says zero, zero, 001 right there. I think it is inarguably episode one. I go, by, I go by Plex categorization numbers. Episode zero is always the pilot, and the pilot is never officially part of the season run, so that's therefore, right. this is episode hey, one. You know, the pilot is always subject to cancellation unless the people come out and show their support and yeah, boy, the program. Yeah, never want to fly with a canceled pilot. Folks, this is the podcast where we're going to talk about a bunch of stuff. Check this out. We've got show notes. So in today's show... 
We're going to be talking about things like our next lander launch. We're going to, we're yes. going to go over some of that. Uh, a little bit later on, we're going to talk about E3 and what we're going to be going through. Uh, we're going to be going through kind of our expectations and what's what we have seen so far. Kind of a moving <laughs> target with E3, but it mm-hmm. seems to be coming into a bit more of focus. And then after that, we're going to do some... Uh, you know, what you've been up to for the last month? You, you touch yeah. any video games? You do anything there? Maybe you know somebody's done a woodworking project or something, or you know, oh. maybe, maybe maybe got some electronics in the way. I'm just saying this stuff happens sometimes. Do you so, bond anything? Do you bond anything to anything else? Uh, with any kind of glue, solder, yeah, tape, perhaps. Or, yes. Or or do you mean like networking ports? I mean, there's well, all sorts know. of bonding. That's true. We'll get that. We'll we'll do some bonding over the next few minutes here, and then we'll get there. Uh, um. So we're yeah, gonna we, start off. Yeah. Oh, sorry. I don't want. We, we no. We we got this run of show. We made a run of show. It's amazing. We, we have this bulleted list of things to talk about. Just radical innovations in podcast technology over here. I love it. We've got a document, and it's shared. It's almost like a shared doc. First Ooh. up, though, we launched Next Lander. We, we uh, did. We, Gosh, we, started we did. With, oh we my started god. With how, a, uh, a Patreon. How, how, yeah, how did everybody sleep Sunday night? Uh, I took a melatonin, so I slept okay. But <laughs> I also you know. took a melatonin, actually. Yeah, I uh, maybe, al- I, maybe also I just, a Xanax. I just opted out for sleep. Just uh, okay. That's not, I respect uh, that. That's also yeah. a strategy. I um, I, I was super excited. I still am super excited. You know, we our plan was like, hey, we want to do kind of a cozy thing. We want to kind of have an intimate, you know, uh, um, place where we can get intimate play some games together, do some stuff, and, and some people, hopefully some people will join us when we do it. Turns out, a lot of people have joined us. Yes. So uh, uh, we, we hit over 10,000 patrons, and that's amazing. And it is, uh, um, I think, a bit beyond anything we expected, kind of when we were mapping Absolutely. it out. Absolutely. What we wanted to do. Uh, we no, still I- want it to be that same kind of cozy and intimate uh, uh, gaming scene, and, and, you know, gaming and beyond scene. But uh, we're gonna we're gonna kind of uh, go in and, and and talk and see what we'll see what we got going on with with everybody and you know aside from the thank yous let's figure this out we're gonna yeah. we're, we got people in the Discord we got people chatting around you know I've got some time time gets filled up it's been a busy week this week but yes. um you know we're, yes, we're launching gonna, this thing the same week of E three was certainly a choice that we made. It's a great choice. It's a great <laughs> choice. I love it. Just get the and um, got to strike while the iron is hot. And you know, it stuff is going to be evolving and changing. And yes. we're, we're going to be we're we've now are all small business people. That's right. And uh, we, yes. we've got hey, big business problems. <laughs> we got big business problems. <laughs> uh, and uh, you know we're we're gonna we're gonna have to spend some time looking into that stuff. So you know, yes, yes. People people have asked you know what were your expectations for how this thing would do, and I mean you know like the the catastrophizing side of me was like it's not gonna do anything. <laughs> Nobody's gonna yeah. like what was your metaphor about like getting dressed up for a party and then nobody shows up? <laughs> like yes, got, yes, we're all. <laughs> We've got the punch bowl and the popcorn and the yeah. hors d'oeuvres, and it's like, hey, where is everybody? We put on our finery, and then nobody came. Yeah. Oh, you could take uh, some, uh, take some extra food home with you. Just uh, fill up some Tupperware. Right. We got, got these Tupperwares. Please, just we can't. We're, we're not going to eat all so, this ourselves. Okay. There's no way. Anybody need extra LLC? We've got probably plenty of it. Just take it home. <laughs> got, a, got a stack of operating agreements over there. Please just take it. <laughs> just um, take, it take it home. So, so, yeah, we, so yes, like it just it, it, our expectations were a fraction of the support that people have shown us so far, and it is like immensely 
flattering, gratifying. Yes. Terrifying. Uh, humbling. Hum- humbling, I, really. humbling, uh, is, yes. humbling is the, is the real word there. But, uh, but yeah, so, like it is so much bigger than I think we possibly expected. But, you know, we did, we went into this with a mission statement and like a format and a plan in mind. And I think, like you said, we're going to kind of stick to that for now and yes. figure it out as we move forward. And, uh, um, you know, as we move forward, we'll, we'll hopefully message, message out as clearly as we can to, to say what, what we're up to and what we're doing here. So I guess in short, thank you all so much. Yes. Something to celebrate, obviously on the people that supported us, uh, for, for getting us over 10,000 on Patreon. That's, that's a heck of an accomplishment, uh, uh, for everybody who has come in and supported us. And if you're not supporting us financially and, and you're just watching our stuff and supporting us, even with good vibes, thank you so much. Like that also yeah. is amazing for us. We've gotten a, a lot of good feedback. And the last thing I'll say is, uh, I'm, uh, under construction, pardon our dust. It's, <laughs> yes. uh, we, um, you know, we're, we're now in a situation where we've been in before very early on with some of this stuff of, of trying to build a company and, and do the content. And, you know, that stuff is a balancing act and, um, we're, we're going to be doing it for a bit, but thank you yes. again. Yes. Um, uh, go team. Go team. All yes. of you out go. there, go, yeah. go team. Hand, go everybody us. hands in. All 10,000 of us hands in the circle. Rah, rah. Uh, go team. Yeah. Next lander. <laughs> yeah. Just just, just to add to that real quick, you know, some of the nuts and bolts that we haven't addressed yet, like moderation on the Discord and Twitch. We're working on that stuff. You know, just the, the things you need in place to have a good community uh, that is welcoming and kind and inclusive and all that stuff. So, yeah. That's what's coming. That's us coming. People, we're, we're, the people we're on our Discord so far have been yeah. uh, very, very kind, very chill, very cool, and I'm greatly appreciative of that. And uh, I hope that Absolutely. is the kind of co- uh, community we cultivate over time. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. 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 And Thank you so much. Thank you so much. You mentioned this, Brad. Launching during the week of E3, so we have a uh, we do <laughs> sure have a. Some E3 plans coming up. We're going to be uh, covering that stuff with folks from Waypoint, uh, right. which I'm very, a, very excited about. We have a meeting with them right after this to talk about that stuff. Yes, we're still figuring a lot of that out as well as things kind of roll up. Weird E3 this year. This is where we're uh, yeah, going to talk know, about I, E3. I, I think E3 is figuring itself out even with like three days to go. <laughs> I'm not sure even they know exactly what it is. It's the electronic entertainment experience this yeah, year. Yeah, so, so... It's not an um, exposition I've um I've not had my ear to the tracks uh in fear of a getting hit by the E3 train never put your ear on the tracks it seems like a bad idea uh and B a lot of other stuff going on what is the current state of E3 registrations and I saw like maybe pictures of people what what is that oh, all buddy. about Oh buddy oh buddy it what? is um so I, I briefly poked around some of this stuff. Uh, I did not sign up for E3 because, you know, obviously we announced this thing kind of far into the process, but I've been looking at what people have been going through here. And so yeah, I don't think you want to give those people your information. No, that's the thing. So like you, you are signing up on this website. Uh, they are making you put in a lot of personal information as they always do. Obviously, they have been uh, yelling to the high heavens. Oh no, we we learned our lesson. We are protecting your information. Then, of course, uh, pretty soon after that, people started seeing on people's on pro- on like E three profile pages, which I don't know why you need a public one of those. Like some of that info was just very much there for people to mm. look at. Oh, you don't say. Yeah. So and they, then they, they had a, you make they built a social network. Yeah, like they built a social network for E three. Is that? Well, built is maybe generous. 
Okay. They they hastily assembled and maybe threw some pieces together and maybe didn't put the concrete in all the way. But there is something there resembling a social network, and I don't know why in God's name anyone would use this. Yeah, I you know uh, I feel for I, on some level I feel for the ESA, even though I don't know how much sympathy they deserve. But I mean, like they don't still, feel, man. You don't have to. No, they have certainly made plenty of missteps in the past. But like you know, being in the middle of a pandemic and even before that. Like the nature of online games coverage changing so much. Like I, I guess what I'm saying is I would not want to be in the position of trying to re envision what E3 should be in this climate. So maybe I'll cut them a little bit of slack for being a mess. I don't know. I so what do you get? I guess my bigger question is obviously the Bitmoji huge part. But what else? What is what is what is the registration and access? Um, is it stuff gated? Like, what are you... I mean, traditionally, I mean, registering for media at E3 in the past would, A, it would put you on a media list where companies could access that contact list and message you about, hey, we're showing this, like, mm -hmm. please come meet with us. Um, also, you know, you got a different badge, like, you literally just right. had a different thing hanging around your neck that signaled that you were media, which would help with access and, like, grease the or wheels press. in a lot of cases. Yeah. Yes. Oh, sorry. And, like, um, I was going to say media or uh, exhibitor. Ex exhibitor yes. is yes. Exhibitor is the like cheat code for E3. <laughs> that's when you can. Yes. That's when you get to walk in the half-completed show floor and see all the teamsters like building the skeletons of the booths. That that yeah. was the hey, let's go walk around and see what logos we can spot of unannounced games. Yeah, the speedrunner I mean, mode. Right, but so, all that's gone. So like, that would um that would generally get you exhibitor or uh, press or media would get you into the kind of back rooms of E3 also for a lot of the uh, demos and stuff, the behind closed right. doors demos. It got you, right. you know, there are certain areas the, you know, that without the right badge, you just couldn't get through a door, you know, or, or now there are, the, there are, there are, yeah, there are no back rooms anymore. Like there aren't even front rooms. There are no rooms at all. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, I, th I think, I think theoretically registering for media at this thing could still get you invited to meetings, but the little bit okay. I've talked to people who bothered to do it have said like, yeah, I've got like one meeting at, e at E3. Yeah. So it so is. This, the other thing that, well, the other thing that's kind of weird leading up to this, this is kind of, um, you know, pandemic stuff aside, uh, is the, um, Sorry, there was a there's like a big bee just kind of flew big in front of me. Dive bomb. Wait, is there there's a bee in your basement? Oh yeah, that's it's my. It All was kinds of fun things get in Vinny's basement. What, what it was in my bonnet or? about E3, but boy, mm, howdy, mm -hmm. it just got out. Um, no, uh, what I was gonna say before the bee. Welcome to B3. Here, <laughs> oh wow, fantastic B3. Right, hey, B3's we, happening in Vinny's bee basement. Um, yeah. Hey, I was I was I was a little worried about doing titles for podcasts here, but it was <laughs> off to a off to so a good I'm start. Good um. So the um so the so the thing that I was gonna say before being horribly interrupted by that B, I uh, hope you hear me B was something about gating registration. Then we were talking about um, find it, find it. Oh yeah, yeah. And then we were talking about um, press stuff, and we, I think I lost it. I think it's I think it's floating <laughs> way into the ether. Okay, um, uh, I could stall the ether. Ether. Hey, the ether. how about how about this? E three is a bunch of streams now. Like that's what yeah. E3 is. The oh, electronic entertainment I experience. I found it. It has been delivered. Uh, yes. Yes. I did that. Thank you, Brad, for inspiring me uh, to come up with it. Even before we had the, the pandemic and everything, the kind of side stuff happening to E3 where companies were going outside of the ESA, doing their stuff on their own cadence, on their own schedule, Sony's yeah. and the other companies, EA kind of, you know, tangentially around E3. It's, so yeah. It's it's so, weird to think back to last year 
and how all that stuff went down. Because like you know, mm-hmm. like companies like like EA and Activision had been kind of in and out of EA or E three for a while. Then Sony pulled out, and that was the big one where it's like, oh god, one of the three platform holders is now <laughs> skipping E three. What is happening to this thing? And I don't know if you guys remember the week that we stopped going into the office last year. That also happened to be the week that they announced E3 was canceled. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it was like literally the day after we left the office for the last time, the next morning, the announcement went out like, E3 2020 is canceled. And like, it was very much under the umbrella of, oh my God, a pandemic is barreling down on society and this can't happen. Mm. But even before that, like you were hearing and seeing all these signs that E3 was not well, you know? Like, yeah, yeah. Like that, been, that was when, like, like I am 8-Bit, who they had contracted to help put the show together, had publicly pulled out of supporting them. You were hearing stuff behind the scenes about publishers not being thrilled with how it was going. So, like, E3 was arguably kind of on life support even before all this. Yes. Yeah. And it makes sense. Like, I, w- I don't want to kind of bring up the history of E3 right here, but with the way people deliver media to customers and, and information the central focal point like E3 was less necessary. Like publishers and developers able to message consumers directly without press, without, you know, uh, a centralized point without mainstream for sure. Uh, So yeah, it made sense. I mean, so much of that, I'm just, I just real quick, like so much of that stuff around like, you know, EA sort of going and doing their own thing in Hollywood and Microsoft being at E3, but not technically, they just had the space across the street in the Staples yes. Center. Like everyone was just doing what they could to get the fuck away from that show mm. with while still capitalizing on the fact that all these people are going to be in LA at the same time. And the second that was no longer the case, all bets were off. That was always going to be the case. As soon as they found a way to get out from under that stuff and find a different way to capitalize on this sort of thing without having to worry about where everyone's going to be in June, that was always going to be the case. And I still think it's going to be the case. I don't think a digital E3 can survive long term. You're probably right. Yeah, like my first instinct here is to ask, like, is there an E3 next year? Like, is this the last one? But that's probably a little premature until we see how this plays out. I'm thinking of this very much in terms of like an asteroid breaking up in the atmosphere. The pieces are coming <laughs> off. They're starting to fly like they're all going to crash into the landmass eventually. But, okay. you know, they're starting to like they're just all starting to burn off and get away. It's, and, you know, I think eventually all that's going to be left is a rock the size you know, of a baseball. And it's just, you know, which building is it going to land on? E3, oh E3 is just the god lot. Yep. Very old people who went to E3s back in the day when the gathering of developers had mm-hmm. a parking lot with beer. That's going to be E3. The parking lot with beer is going to be E3, which... Yeah, I hope Evolver never stops having the barbecue. You know what? Barbecue and beer in a parking lot, that sounds like a pretty good E3. Uh, Um, Well, let's let's talk a little bit about what is uh, at least scheduled to come up at E3, and then we can, while we're doing that, we'll talk about what is rumored to be here at E3. So, somewhere between truth and rumor is an (laughs) X-Lander. And and we can... um, no, is that like an X file? No, that's thing? not bad. I, I think, I think we pretty good. workshop it a little bit, but we're yeah, we're, we're close to was, something there. Was that was that off the cuff? I I feel like I must have read there that somewhere that was, between <laughs> something else. I don't. I thought maybe that was, that's that was not bad. Tagline from Beyblade or something. Uh, <laughs> let's let's talk about where do we want to start here. Who's I, who gets? Should we go down the schedule a bit? I I think Microsoft. It's it's Microsoft's show to lose, right? Like they're yeah. the kind of eight hundred pound gorilla here. Sure. Uh, let's so Halo Especially, Infinite. Yes, I mean guaranteed to be there in some right. It's coming it out. Has to here. be. 
It has right, to be say, coming out this year. You said guaranteed. And it I'll take your to word be coming for out it. this year. We're, we're not offering refunds if, if Halo Infinite is not there. But um, <laughs> if we don't have our errors and omissions insurance yet, please don't sue us if Halo <laughs> Infinite right. does not come out. Uh, but Brad Shoemaker, you watched that Halo Infinite trailer, and now are you like, oh yeah, I see what I see what they did here. That I see, mm. wow, they really they they polished that thing up, or is it mm. like, or they like they've set it up in such a way in my mind that they showed that stuff people it was lukewarm i think is a is a generous say of a way of saying some of the response to that that initial yeah. showing and they kind of were like hey we're gonna go back we're gonna delay it we're gonna go back so what is show what what kind of pressure is that uh okay yeah, i i i can't imagine what the people making that game are feeling in terms of the way that first reveal went versus this i mean I guess what all I want to see is like a better idea of what it is. Like what does an open world halo actually mean? Right? Like they kind of, they drove a warthog around and shot some brutes last time. And like, that's cool. But I want to know like how, how big is that world? You know, like what's the, what does a day night cycle mean to halo? Like what can happen? What can happen dynamically in, in an open world that benefits the halo thing? Right? Like that's kind of, that's what I want to know. Alex, what do you want from a halo infinite? <sighs> Look, I am not, I am the least Halo guy of the three of us, so I, I I do not have a lot of specific needs out of Halo other than does it play good? Does it look good? Is that music good? Those are kind mm. of my my main pillars for Halo, and I, I like I tr- the one thing I do trust three four three about is like those games the, the one they've made feel good, like they feel enough like what I remember ha- old Halo feeling like to enjoy them, but. I think for me, it's just when is this thing coming out? Like that's mm. that's really all I I care about because and, and it's not even as much for Halo as it is for Microsoft because they don't have, as far as we know, much to backfill this year with, as far as exclusives go. I'm sure they will have some stuff to show at this press conference that we don't know about. But like the whole messaging around the Bethesda stuff was that yes, a lot of the Microsoft exclusive stuff is further off. You know, the acquisition of, of uh, Double Fine still has not even yielded Psychonauts 2, let alone announcements of any other projects. Sure. And it's like, so there's still a lot unknown. And I feel like they, one, they have to get that Halo date locked in and they cannot bump it around. And two, are they going to have anything else that is this year? Yeah, well, they've got some other stuff announced, like they announced the new Fable last year but didn't show it so i would i, like I, think I we, cannot see that being a 2021 game i cannot i mean i think well I'm, yeah not necessarily out this year but i would like to think we might see it in action here mm. like yeah. the, the, i think the, the pandemic is just a gigantic asterisk on everything at this point totally right? like it, it like that has absolutely thrown everybody's plans into disarray like they just might not be as far along as they had planned at this point but i would hope we would see fable like rare has got that new game that i can never remember the name of uh, the nature reads help me out here. Oh, right. Um, I also is, forget that exists. Uh, I should have looked this up ahead of time. Rare's is, new game. It's and they're uh, still doing stuff for Sea of Thieves, right? Like they just did a big update. Yeah, for they're, that thing not they're that still long ago. putting stuff out for Everwild. 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 That's why it's Ever not memorable. Wild. It's not a memorable Ever name. Everwild. I, I, pol- I apologize, but Ever is one of those words. <laughs> If your game name starts with ever, just please just stop putting it in titles in one year. And yeah. Everland. Yeah. You say it enough. It, it works. Everlander. Mm-hmm. Everland. Mm. Um, and uh, yeah, all the Bethesda stuff that, that Indiana Jones. Remember that? <laughs> right. We were making this, we were making this plan and wrote down Microsoft and Bethesda. And then you wrote Indiana Jones next to it. And I'm like, wait, what? Indiana Jones. 
Machine Games making an Indiana Jones game, right? Yes. Uh-huh. The the makers of Wolfenstein. You got um, uh, with Starfield. Yeah, like Starfield is like, <clears throat> excuse me, like in my mind, this E3 is Starfield and Elden Ring, right? Right. Those are the two games that anybody is talking about. Like there will be I, new I stuff announced. Like, yeah, I do too. Well, but it's a known quantity is what I'm saying. Like, mm, like right. they've shown it. It's probably going to be out in the next six months, but like when is Starfield coming out and what the fuck is Elden Ring are the two questions for this E3 that anybody yeah. is asking, right? The E3 mystery that needs to be solved. Like, yes, for sure. Like, it's some real, uh, how is Elvis? Have you seen him lately type <laughs> shit? Like it is just, it, it, to me, those things are ethereal concepts. They are not actual products that people will ever be able to buy. Yeah. I mean, uh, like the, the Starfield release date discussion, anticipation, uh, speculation has been like, just out of control right right like it's everywhere are we able rumor, we're, we're, rumor we're mill churning a, we're, we're doing rumors here right here's the yeah. here's this cash it out on this one mm-hmm. available now uh. the download <laughs> download mm-hmm. download get into the starfield beta today Go bless your precious heart is it a rumor mm-hmm. if you just make it up on the spot only if, you, if, if you will it it is no rumor if, if people yeah. say it enough times, it's Dude. automatically a rumor, right? Yeah. Um, I don't know. It depends on what that thing is, right? Like, is it just is it just the next game from the makers of Fallout and the Elder Scrolls, or is it more than that? I don't know. I, I don't, don't know. know. I, maybe I, I we'll like, find out. My feeling is it has to be, but maybe it's not. Is like is I, it- I think people are going to want it to be no matter what. Like, is it is it just Elder Scrolls in space? Is the scope bigger than that? I don't know. Like, it sounds like de- it sounds like development is like crossing all of their studios. I think yeah. is the impression I'm getting of like you know how you like you know how all the Rockstar studios were working on Red Dead. Like Ubisoft has like 20 studios on each game, stuff like that. Right. Like I I get the sense from what I've seen that like a lot of the satellite Bethesda studios are also contributing. So like maybe that thing is some huge ambitious thing. I don't I don't know, but they've. They gotta start talking about it sometime. <laughs> yeah. Can, can can Bethesda export that jank to space? Can can they get <sighs> that Fallout jank into space? Careful, dude. I believe dude. they can. Bethesda can they- Bethesda jank plus Newtonian physics are not. It's not something you want to see. <laughs> will, will it fall apart upon e- exiting That's, the atmosphere in a way that the Earth? We we didn't realize Earth's gravity was the only thing holding those Bethesda games together. In, be careful what you wish for. <laughs> in space, in space, no one can. In space, no one can see your seams. In space, no yes. one can hear hear your jank. Like, yes. uh, what what happens? What, if, what are we gonna? Is this how the world ends? <laughs> I'm afraid to find out. <laughs> June, find out June 13th. That's Sunday, June yes. 13th. Uh, yes. Um, and I think Eastern time. It is 1 p.m. Eastern time. They have 90 minutes on the books here. So okay. And we'll, we'll maybe find out. All right. So the other thing you mentioned was um, Elden Ring. Yeah. Um, From software. Yes. That's Namco. That's Bandai Namco. They're not going until June 15th, which is, I think, next Tuesday. Oh. Yeah, because they want to yes. close with the showstopper. That, that is next Tuesday. And I guess that is still technically part of E3. Like, I think yeah, E3 is like Saturday to Wednesday, I think is what they're saying, technically. 
Nintendo's got their thing on Tuesday as well. Yeah, direct. Nintendo's doing a thing. Yeah, and like the other thing we haven't even mentioned is Jeff Keighley's Summer Games Fest. There's like competing sort of June <laughs> game things now. Yeah. And also, also, I don't know if you've seen, both of them have been out there laying claim to some of these events. The Microsoft one in particular, yes. yes. Like when Microsoft announced their timing for their event, both the Summer Games Fest and the E3 accounts tweeted about it as if it was part of their thing. Fantastic. This it's is a, great. It's, it's this adorable. It's great for everybody. Um, Yes, so Elden Ring, but, what do we? Is there anything known about this other than a name and from software? Uh, George R. R. Martin is supposedly writing the backstory to it. Is he? But is he? yeah, like I don't know. <laughs> is he writing just, anything? Doesn't he just like watch football now? Isn't uh, that kind I of his know. thing. Yeah, he's he's worried. He's got to finish up. The fire in the ice. We'll we'll meet. We're gonna learn the, uh, the right. deep history. HBO is going to go back edit those things to make it all make sense. The extended clips. I don't know, man. That and I was uh, I was watching the movie Logan Lucky not too long ago, and there's an extended bit in there where a bunch of prisoners take hostages, and one of the things they demand uh, is like copies of The Winds of Winter because they've been watching Game of Thrones on the TV in the in the prison, and they want uh, they they want the book and the 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 fucking the uh warden played by dwight yoakam jr is like it's we can't get this for you it's not out yet and there's a big <laughs> argument between the prisoners like how is that possible i know that this they're up to season seven i know that they're up to this part of the book and they're like the seasons have gotten away from the books that movie came out four years ago is what i'm trying to say here like that joke is oh, four wow. years old what is that man Wait. doing uh, you know writing books is hard Yes. It is, and I'm not saying writer's block isn't a real motherfucker. It totally but is, is, but I, I don't know if I can even pick those books back up again. Like it is, like too much time has passed, or I'd have to yeah. reread the the whole series again. And I don't know, if, I don't know if I have that much time left in my life. Like I, I totally. got, I got, I, I got other things I got to read. Also, everybody hated the ending so much that is it if it's just going to be that. What's even the point? I don't know. I mean, maybe I've seen a lot of people stuff. speculating that, like, maybe Martin gave them, like, the very broad strokes of what he wanted to do, but, like, they, obviously, they had to fill in the details themselves, and maybe part of what's breaking him is that he is trying to find a better way to get characters there than the t showrunners did. I mean, yeah. again, all speculation, but still. Yeah. I mean, I mean anyway, like, Elden Ring Elden is Ring. the successor to Dark Souls, right? Like, it is, it is the next one of those from them. Like, Miyazaki is directing it. Like it sounds like it sounds like they started working on it after the last Dark Souls three DLC shipped. Okay, which was like four years ago. Yeah, which which sounds impossible to me, but I guess that's where we are. Uh, anything yeah. else known about it? They have to. They have to say something about it, right? I mean, they I don't have to, but they have. They have to, but they don't have to. But PS five exclusive. I don't think they've. They have not talked about. Yeah, they have not talked platforms. I mean, it's assumed that it would much. be this current gen, but. Uh, Wikipedia still lists it as a PS4 and Xbox One game, but like I'm probably probably cross gen. I would have to say, yeah. Um, like they've okay. they've tweeted about it a little bit here and there, and they they've said like the biggest From Software game to date. Mm. And like I think there's been an implication that it's like a little more open world, but I don't even know what that means because I would consider all those games like kind of open world, right? In their own way, yeah, yeah, yeah. kind of Metroidy, very interlocking. Maybe, maybe yeah, open world is not the right. 
Yeah, open world can mean a lot of different things now, but I would say that like the, it's a more restricted open world than something you'd find in like a GTA or an Assassin's Creed. But it is it is of a of a piece of a kind. Yeah, it's not it's not necessarily see that mountain you can go there. You know? Yeah, yeah, it's no, no, not like not that kind of open world. It's more like see that mountain. Uh, it's haunted. Don't go there. <laughs> yes, see that mountain. You will load into that area at some point, maybe yeah. possibly, or it's just a painting. There's a uh, fucked up spider in there. Don't go. Don't horseback don't riding. Go. That's the other thing. Horseback oh. riding. Ah, okay. finally. Can, you can you surf on your shield? Hmm. We don't know. We don't know. We, maybe we will find out next week. Maybe Indeed. we will find out. Uh, that's at the end of... Oh, that's E3. Tuesday. Sorry, the end that's of next, E3. That's but, next Tuesday. Yes. Okay. I, am, I am quite curious to see what they have to show of that, if anything. God, what uh, if it just R. turns R. out R. to be... What if it just turns out to be, like, more Tekken DLC and another Fast and Furious game? That's the whole mm. press conference. That'd be pretty good. Would it? And then George R. R. Martin just talking about, you know, sports or something like the that. The New York Jets. Hat. Yes. Uh, Is he a Jets fan? I believe he's a Jets fan. Okay. It's uh it's George R. R. Martin talking about how he's waiting for the end of the King Killer Chronicles from Patrick Patrick <laughs> Rutfus and being like, yes. When is that guy gonna finish that book? I mean, come on, That's it's right. been so long. That's right. How hard could it be? And then Brandon Sanderson will be there being like, I put out like seven books a minute. Like, what are you guys doing? I'm, I'm apparently I'm doing stuff for Fortnite. Like Let's get on this. Choo-choo, motherfuckers. Let's go. Uh, what else is happening at E3? Uh, let's there's see. Nintendo. Here. Yeah, Nintendo, I don't think there's much known about that other than that they have a Direct happening next Tuesday morning. Well, here's what we do know. We know that uh, Mario Golf is out soon. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. We know that they probably have some other stuff kicking around. Uh, we know that there is this hardware stuff, which seems like is going to be their primary focus. Yeah, yeah. Did, I, read, I read something that says they're going to get out before E3 to talk that, about that. That Those rumors have been flying all over the place. I mean, we were all heads down trying to get this thing off the ground, so it was hard to keep up. But yeah, like I feel like the last two weeks, people have been like, any day now, that new Switch is going to get announced. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. And there's like, there continue to be rumors about specs leaking out and like what kind of power it's going to have. And pr- I think the rumored pricing was $399, but that might not be real. Who knows? Mm-hmm. Who knows? Who knows? I do. I'm just not Nintendo saying. Nintendo does. Oh, okay. Well, you're gonna have to tell, wait. Tell me. Tell me after this. Well, if well, we're talking about like, uh, you know, into the mist, is this actually going to emerge? Type shit. I'm gonna say right now, me- no Metroid. Not gonna happen. Yes. Yes. I am. I would put money on. Well, you like no. We're talking Metroid Prime Four. I'm talking about Metroid Prime Four. I'm not talking about anything they might do that's like smaller scale. You know. Yes. For you know all those other Metroid games, they're always putting out. Sure. No um, Man's Troid. Well, when they had a uh, DS, they, that might have been more of a, a possibility. That's but that's true. You know, the Switch is like kind of like a DS. It's yeah, like a, it's one screen. Doesn't yeah, but I can't bigger. fold it to do yeah, cool true. gameplay things. I mean, maybe you're not trying hard enough. Yeah. It's like a one S, um, really. It's really. It's not. Uh, I would, what if that's I would, it? I would, if that's the big innovation? The Switch folds now. That's it's like it's Switch, but two screens. Ugh. Wildly they did it. innovative. That's right. You, you, you genius motherfuckers, you did it. How, how do they do it, really? How do, and a, a, a dual screen Nintendo Switch. Yes, it's and going to be the third, the third pillar of their business model. A, um, a cardboard Switch that just has a drawing on it by my daughter that says Metroid. Uh, is, your daughter, you is your daughter a big Metroid fan? I don't think she knew. Uh, mm, okay. What would happen? What would happen if you went up to your kids and just said the word Metroid? Smash Brothers. <laughs> really okay they, they okay so this is this is how brains of 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 my kids work and i assume a lot of kids uh-huh. out there how long did it take you to know what 
quote unquote Metroid's name was the character in Metroid. Like, Hmm. like probably a while, right? You weren't like, Oh, Samus. Oh, Samus does this. Like Samus. Like, I mean, I was, I was the kind of kid who took the instruction books from my NES games to school and like read them under the desk. I read a lot of Nintendo power when I was like seven and eight years old. So I, I probably figured it out through there. So my kids know Samus, you know, they obviously, and they know, and they know Ridley. Uh, okay. You know, um, they know, uh, I don't no, know if Kraid is in Smash. No, no Kraid. I feel like Kraid always gets kind of short shrift. Kraid has really gotten shit on over the years compared to, I don't I mean, know how Ridley became the go-to. Kraid kind of looks like a pile of shit, but it, like, it kind of looks like Chet from Weird Science a little bit. Like, mm, uh, uh but like, um, Ridley. You're talking about the end of Weird Science, right? Oh yeah. The end of yeah. Weird Science. Yeah, it's not, not, not <laughs> that just doesn't Paxton just look like Bill Paxson. No. Okay. Um, <laughs> uh, and uh, uh, I think they know Dark Samus, but they don't know where Dark Samus is from, and they know um, they know Samus. So if I said Metroid, they'd be like, "Oh, Samus," and be like, "Well, you know, there's a whole game there." They know okay. the Breath of Fire that's, characters and stuff. Like, I, I, that, I mean, that's that's way more than the blank stairs I thought you were gonna say. So that's you know. no, they don't know the dark truth that a Metroid wants to get on your head and suck the life out of you. Uh, like they don't, they have not experienced that yet, and the kind of weird pet metroid that samus gets and baby the baby metroid baby, baby metroid and they weird weird games weird yes games. Um, I, I i i am with alex i would i would just about put money on no metroid prime 4 no breath of the wild 2 or like short maybe a quizzes maybe a quick update from short, you know yes. anuma being like hey check it out we've got we can show you a minute of sweeping right. landscapes all right maybe. see you next year Yes, maybe, maybe I could I could see something like that, but like to, like a release date this year, I don't think there's any chance. No. Uh, their thing, uh, Nintendo's Direct, is at uh, nine. Oh, sorry, Eastern time would be twelve p.m. Eastern on June fifteenth. You guys and want to then, talk over that? Yeah, I think we so. Can just, we can just like decide things right here on the spot now. Okay. Right? Who's going to talk? I love that. that. Well, we can't do it on on the spot, but we can do it here. Uh, mm, that's fair. We, we, they're gonna have their um um treehouse stuff. So it's uh maybe there'll be some Pokemon there. Maybe. I'll check in with Jan. I'm gonna see what's going on. What what's on the rumor mill? That's How's right. he doing with those cards? Packs of cards. <laughs> Go to the source. Um what else you guys wanna uh, hit here? How about uh oh Ubisoft? Yes. yes. UB? So we know about Far Cry six, obviously. Yeah, mm-hmm. that probably is like the headliner, if I had to guess, the way they've been getting out there about it. It's too soon for another Assassin's Creed. Yeah, for <laughs> sure. Uh, at least I assume. I mean, uh, they seem like, like they want to go to a slightly not yearly cadence with okay, that thing. That's, that's, that's the question is, are they ever going to try to get back to the annual release schedule for those again, which like they shouldn't, but with the way that doesn't mean they, mean they been- won't. But the way they've been stretching out what seems like will be the DLC slate for Valhalla, I think this year is all about just keeping that game updated. Okay. Like, the, the Origins Odyssey sort of model seems like it's worked pretty well for them. Yeah, like, I mean, I think they're getting diminishing returns as far as, like, the quality of those games, but I don't think it's impacting their money or their player base at all. People are still right. playing those things obsessively. Yeah, I mean, just mean, like, the schedule they're putting stuff yeah. out seems like it's working okay. Do you, do you think, Alex, do you think they take that posted off that somebody wrote on the development board after the release that says maybe it's too long and they, uh, and they, and they kind of 
look at that and say, should we tighten this up? Or you think we were on a, that's it. This is the course for the new Assassin's Creed. I think someone erased that thing on the board and then wrote ER after long question mark. <laughs> and then that is just where we are going. Okay. Are, are so, those, those, those things are just like default 100 hour games at this point, right? It took me 108 to beat Valhalla. Dude, I, that is like And so I'm 20 more hours into the DLC. To me. Which we'll talk about mm. later. Um, hey, man, that's value. That's that's like $2 a, a, that's right. a minute. So more for your money. Oh, an hour? I didn't do the math. Uh, you said 120 hours, $60. Yeah, you got it. You know what I'm saying. Two, well, two pretty soon, I'm hour. sure they will be $70 as soon as they can. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, I I wouldn't expect much any Assassin's Creed there. Uh, I would think Far Cry Six will be the big thing. That's going to have some third person stuff in it. I saw recently. Okay. Which I sure I guess. I don't know. I don't know Wait. how I feel about another Far Cry game at this point. Like after five. Five I was, like, was ah. a real bummer for me. Like it yeah. wasn't that I had no fun playing it. I just hated all the set dressing stuff the trappings, they did for it. The, the trappings. Yeah. There were a couple of cool mechanical things about it. Like some of those like kind of prepper hideouts you had to solve or like some fun little environmental puzzles. Yeah. The uh, gameplay is rarely my problem with Far Cry. The problem is I never like the characters. I, I mm. rarely like the settings and I just feel like the wackiness has a tendency to overtake any possibility of me caring about what's going on. Far Cry 4 was the best Far Cry. And okay. will remain so unless you might, you they might defy be right. my expectations, I think. Far Cry 4 was the peak. Yeah. What kind of a crisis Far Cry person, you know, get me back oh, in the okay. Hawaiian shirt, get on those islands. Look at this mm. tech. Look at this cry tech. Just look how far I can see. Look at look at the view distance on here. I had fun with uh, six playing with Dan when we did some stuff like I the 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 kind of uh, multiplayer um, shenanigans in that game yes. were fun. It, 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 yes, that open world definitely lends itself to some wacky shit. Yeah, there's um, down that road, but it, this like the setup for this thing sounds like the furthest thing from wacky possible. It's on and like they'll still a, find a way. They always set, say that. <laughs> it's set it's set on like a Caribbean island dictatorship in some kind of revolutionary scenario, I believe. I mean, let's be clear, it's Cuba. They're saying it's not, yeah, it's, but it's, it's, it's definitely a Cuba. It is a fictional nation, but very clearly modeled yeah. on. Yes. Uh I don't know. I, I I'll give them a chance to make their case for that. Um, Look, I love Giancarlo Esposito. He's a terrific yes, actor. I enjoy him absolutely. in everything. He's, he's incredible. I I feel like he gets typecast a little too much he didn't used to like i feel i feel bad that he seems to only play villains at this point i mean gus fring is such a yeah uh, such a long shadow over prestige television that's fair i really that's liked fair. him in homicide life on the street he played uh Yafet koto's son who was also a detective and he's real good on that show everyone's real good on that show everyone should watch <laughs> homicide i don't think it's streaming anywhere but you should try and find it it's one of the best cop shows ever wasn't wasn't homicide like way ahead of its time in structure i think i feel like i was reading that recently like it was serialized way before anything else yeah, like it's it sort of took from like the idea of law and order of like drill down on the mechanics of police work and, you know, in this case, murder police in Baltimore. But like it was much more like day to day lives of the of the police officers, a lot more personal life stuff in there. Um, and it got very like soap opera melodramatic toward the end of the run. But a lot of it is really, really good. David Simon. 
We got Rainbow Six Quarantine, which I think is being which renamed. Is probably not going to be called that That's, much longer. Uh, yeah. no, definitely definitely huh. not going to be called that. I think they're internally, or not internally, but they're temporarily even just calling it Parasite. And they said that they'll they'll have a new name soon. Let me tell you a little something, folks. Name and stuff. Mm-hmm. Ain't easy. Hmm? Ain't you don't e- say. Ain't, name and ain't easy. Um, no, I'm I'm kind of excited for that. I really enjoyed when Rainbow Six did that limited time event that sounded similar to this to me. Um, it was kind of a co-op experience, kind of limited three player. Uh, I think it was three player even at the time. Oh yeah, you it was more. You didn't you go down the siege rabbit hole at some point for a while? I did. I did. I went. I was down it. There was a game I was playing with my family for a while. Uh, we we kind of just played against the AI. Never really competitive. Uh, you know, talking to Mahardy a lot. He was he was pretty far down that siege hole. Siege hole. And, uh, but this is different. You know, I think this is a, a, going to be a different experience. So I'm, I'm curious to see what they put out here and what this is. And if it is similar to my memories of that limited time event that they did with, with the biohazard thing. So curious, curious Ubisoft. Hey, how about that Beyond Good and Evil 2? Nah. Hmm. Nah. Hmm. What do you think? I, I think I have. Nah. I, I have. <laughs> I've sat in front of somebody playing that game. I mean, it was like I think you and I both did, right? Like four years ago was that? I forget. But it's been a while, and it was like super alpha. Like they were like, yeah, they all but said like, hey, this is barely a game. This is almost more of a tech proof of concept kind of thing. And then it has not been hide nor hair of that game since. And then also Michelle Ansel left. Right? Did that happen? Are, are they still doing the? curating of assets and general remember like the whole hey you can oh, you're, you're, the hit you're record thinking. stuff yeah yes. with uh, joseph gordon levitt i remember right they were Is, they were like trying to crowdsource people doing the art for that game without paying anybody or something. yeah they got some blowback from that pretty quick if i remember correctly uh, Is that still a thing can you submit something i don't truly know. don't know can we yeah. put our new logo in it let's get it in there let's do oh, it that, that, that hasn't been that long was oh, like two Ansel. years ago, three years no, ago. No, 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 no. I'm sorry. The Ansel leaving Ubisoft was just last fall. Yeah, it was. That, that feels like that could have been three years ago, but it was just well, last September. So he went to go start his own studio at some point, but he was still working with mm. Ubisoft. So like he wasn't in house full time, but I think he was still technically with the company. It's just I that mean, last year is when he finally they made the full break. Like he's supposedly they're supposedly still making wild as well, if you remember that. Yeah, right. That was yeah. his other team. Yeah. Like seven years ago or something like that. Did uh, they ever weird. specify why he left? <laughs> the first not, time or this time? I don't know. This time. I had heard there was he... some stuff around him not being like like being a fairly bad manager and had people oh. having bad experiences with him, but I don't know what that what any of it was. Well, maybe maybe he's better at managing animals than people because it looks Could like be. he's working. He's he is in the wildlife sanctuary world now. Is how he's okay. spending his time. Oh, uh, is what he said when he left. All right, but yeah, he said Wild and BG and E two are both still in development. I don't know, man. I I would not put any money on hearing anything about no BG and E two. Not even like a dollar. No. All right. Will they find a way to jam Just Dance in there? Of course, you don't let okay. that. You don't. Just Dance does not sit on the sidelines. Is, Nobody puts Just not, Dance in a corner. Okay, so it's not. It's not E three without a nice dance number. Yes, even the B uh, here thinks Just Dance will be there. What's uh, the B? Is the B still around? The B's. The B's. Every every like head. five minutes or so, you do a little bit of a duck and look around. Kind of yeah, thing. I don't. Want, I don't know. Here's the pro- here's the problem. It's not the first B. Hmm. You think you got a you got a breach? 
if I have B problems, yeah, like, right. I don't, I don't, mm, I don't. Here's a, here's mm. here's one more question I have about you, B Soft. Yeah. Um, do they even attempt to make any allusion to ongoing stuff regarding their awful corporate culture, or they just try to like paste over that immediately and get back to? Eve out there doing his manic pixie French CEO thing. <laughs> never, I'm gonna say oh you don't God, hear about that's, it. At E3. I've never, I've never thought about that description of him, but that is that is a little too spot on. Yeah. Um, I bet, I bet in their minds they are past it. I bet. Mm, I'm sure. I'm sure they think that. Regardless of what anyone else thinks, I would assume that they feel that they have, you know, cleared the air. Or are just safe to not mention it again. Yeah. So I like, would say I, no. I, I, you, you could almost imagine a world where Eve's up there, like smiling and super happy, and then like a heckler stands up to like, and like his face is just, like, like starts twitching a little bit. If, <laughs> like, no. If there were people actually at E3, totally, but now they are in a controlled <laughs> environment. That's right. Yeah. Like everybody <laughs> in the audience is just a seat filler at that point. I guess, like, I, it's, I guess it's like it's like the WWE and the pandemic <laughs> stuff. They have the Thunderdome now. They have complete control of the audience. They don't have to worry about people heckling or booing. They can just pump in the audience noise whenever they need it. I mean, I guess like that's something I hadn't thought about here. Like there's not even like obviously there are no in-person events for people to go to, but they're probably mm. not even going to like do a mock stage presentation at this point, right? Like it's it's green it's screen, probably, I bet. Yeah, it's yeah, it's probably all Nintendo Direct style, just green screen, intimate, like people in front of computers for I, this whole E three, practically, right? I could see UB being the one that tries to do a live switched um, thing instead of a pre recorded because I feel like they they like that energy, like they like that kind of um, you know, you know, hey, if it, it's a production, it's a stage show. I feel like they like that circus atmosphere. So I could see them being the ones where you see people getting switched to like their living room with earbuds in. Uh, but also, I, yeah, I think for the most part, these are people in a well-produced set at this point with uh, producers and, and cut. And, you know, hey, next up we've got uh, or even just not even a host. It's just going to go from title card to title card for a lot of these. I mean, e Microsoft did that basically, right? That's what their format is. It was like, we're just going to show you games. Heads up, buckle up and uh, see you in like 60 minutes. And they just kind of last went, year, you mean? Yeah, just went, like, last. Bang, yeah, bang, bang. last year was like not even a lot of presenters. It literally just sort of yeah. end to end trailers and footage and stuff. So, but I like I don't know. The world is like slowly or rapidly, depending on how you look at it, getting back mm. to some kind of normalcy. So I don't know. We'll, we'll see what the stagecraft looks like. Uh, um, should we? Uh, should we take a quick break? Sure. We'll take a quick break here, and we'll be back. Um, for you listening at home, immediately. Right after this. This week's show is brought to you by Rocket Money. Brad Shoemaker, Alex Navarro. I bet you guys have subscriptions. I had a lot of subscriptions. I had too many subscriptions, and at a certain point, I had to drill down. I had to. I had to focus. I had to make sure that I did not have so many subscriptions anymore. You had to take time out of your day. My busy schedule. Your time, which is worth more than anything, to find those subscriptions and cancel them. Brad Shoemaker, do you live a subscription lifestyle? I am just a walking monthly bill at this point. <laughs> it's the world we live in. If you need help, boy, guys, I got some, uh, I got some news for you. Rocket Money 
is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps you lower your bills all in one place. It says here that most people think they're spending $80 on their subscriptions, but in reality, the number is closer to 200. My God. What are we even doing? With Rocket Money, you can easily cancel the ones you don't want with just the press of a button. Rocket Money also lets you monitor all your expenses in one place, recommends custom budgets based on your past spending, and they'll even send you notifications when you've reached your spending limits. Stop wasting money on things you don't use. Cancel your unwanted subscriptions and manage your money the easy way by going to rocketmoney.com slash nextlander. That's rocketmoney.com slash nextlander. Rocketmoney.com slash nextlander. Thanks, Rocket Money. This week's show is brought to you by ExpressVPN. Alex Navarro, Brad Shoemaker. You're not going to walk out of the house naked, right? Not if I can help it. You're going to put your VPN on first. Yeah, of course. Of course. One leg at a time, like I always do. (laughs) ExpressVPN is the easiest way to browse safely, securely, and just better. I just use ExpressVPN. I was away on a trip. I've had ExpressVPN for a couple of years here. When I got on that hotel Wi-Fi, I slipped right into ExpressVPN. One click, very easy. Get in there, and then I was able to access the internet, let's say. Yeah. What are you doing on that vacation there? I was. I had to access my GitHub account, uh-huh. and I was doing yes. some coding, and then sure. I, I used my ExpressVPN, and then VPNed into my home computer! Likely story. Uh-huh. And then uh, I watched, uh, you know, I watched uh, some videos, uh, you know, and it's That's fast That's what enough. they all it's, say. It's got great speeds. It was connected very easily. I was even able to stream in HD problemless on the hotel Wi-Fi. And they didn't know it. they didn't know a damn thing. It says here you can connect to ExpressVPN and you won't even realize you have it on, which I can vouch for. It's pretty seamless. So right now, go to expressvpn.com slash nextlander and you can get an extra three months of ExpressVPN for free. That's expressvpn.com slash nextlander to get three extra months of ExpressVPN expressvpn.com slash nextlander thanks expressvpn all right we are back still talking a little bit about e3 here what is next on the e3 docket square enix square enix Square Enix. did anybody say squeenix anymore is that is that like a too cute i kind of whatever grandpa nobody says squee anymore Squee. Squee. Yes, g- uh, giggle Squeenix. Oh boy. What uh the boy Brad. Squeenix, what is Squeenix up to? Um Good I mean, question. you know, they announced Final Fantasy 16 last okay. fall as a PS5 game. Uh they put a name on that project Athea a few weeks what's ago. The, what's a few the months name? ago? Forspoken. I'm sorry, what? Forspoken? As in like Forspake? Forspoken. <laughs> What's a forspake? <laughs> like it's a like forespoke? if you you forspoke. You forspake. <laughs> okay. Uh, it's forspaken. Forspoken. That game looks. That game looks. It's like a third third person action RPG type, mm, type thing. Hey, naming things is hard. 
It is. Naming things is hard. I'm sure they were able to get all the accounts for Forspoken. Probably. So, Forspoken. Uh, I, I don't know if those, those will might maybe show up in some capacity. I don't know. Okay. Uh, there's all these rumors flying around, though, about a Final Fantasy action RPG made by Team Ninja that would be a Dark Souls-ish sort of thing. I've yes. seen those. Which, like, sure? Also, I think they were talking like it's a prequel to Final Fantasy 1. That's the coolest thing I read, where it's like, oh, this might be in the like NES uh, or you know the original Final Fantasy world, which is like, yes, give me a thing where you gotta get a rat tail so I can become a bigger warrior. You know, like, right, that's like, what I want. Like, are we going to go explore Matoya's cave and like listen to Matoya monologue about crystals and? I hope so. That's what corruption. I want. I mean, that's Fighter. the only era of Final Fantasy I really have any fondness for. So. Gar- Garland is that is that who who is Garland the, Garland yes. are we Garland Chaos Garland uh, I mean you know in all seriousness like mining the nostalgia uh, has worked very well for Final Fantasy fourteen it has they, they I gotta have, go they have, f- they have, they have drawn my... on the the rich history of Final Fantasy quite a bit in that thing so I would not be surprised if that spun out into a whole other release here. My big red Nintendo Power strategy, Final Fantasy right. strategy guide. I that remember came, that. You got like the four set when you signed up again for a year, and it was like, yeah. um, it was like uh, the the red one. And it'll crack that baby open. Then sometimes you got the like hundred games one. Remember that? Like the bigger, mm-hmm. the bigger like, and then like the hundred t- tips and stuff. Man, those were good. Uh, those were good re up uh, incentives. That was, was that, was that the, the, the one with the big airship illustration? On yes. The front? They're, they're yes. all like crammed, crammed into the airship. Yeah. I think I have those somewhere. I should take a look. I love those things. Well, if you don't, it looks like you can get another copy for about $75 on eBay. What? Is that really what they're going for? Roughly. Yeah. That's too much. That's uh, too yeah. I don't, I'm going to, I'm going to be the one and you're welcome. Everyone. I'm going to take all the pages apart. I'm going to scan it. I'm going to put up a PDF. It's going to be high quality. Go print right. it out of your Kinkos or something. You know, archive.org is a magical place. It it's is. the only place that you can get this kind of Final Fantasy information. Nobody else, nobody else has it. Anyway, I would, love, I would love to see that, especially what an action RPG looks like in that world. Uh, right. I mean, yeah, I mean, you know, Team, Team Ninja made Neo 1 and 2. Mm-hmm. Mm. So they've, they've certainly got experience with that style of game. I'd be curious to see what that is. I'd be curious if they lean into some of the goofier sides, though, of that game and try not to take it a little. Like, who are you? I'm a ninja. You know? <laughs> like, okay, what are you? I'm a fighter. All right. We should What's your fighter. name? Doesn't, doesn't matter. Doesn't just matter. Make one up. Fighter. I'm just a ninja. <laughs> yes. Yes. I'm a, well, I'm a mage. White mage and black mage? Were those the only two? No, red mage. Red mage, white red mage, mage, and black mage, right? Yeah. That's right. Yes. Well, one thing I know they're not going to have uh, is a new Yuji Naka project because it oh, sounds boy. like that dude maybe doesn't work there anymore. Yeah. Mm, I don't yeah. think Balan really did the numbers. Maybe someone over no. there was expecting. I don't believe so. I saw the Metacritic for that going around recently, and it just made me sad. Yeah. What about uh, the Western Studios? Uh, oh. Tomb Raider's got um, Tomb Raider's got that like Netflix animated series that they're mm. working on. Hmm. That says to me, almost assuredly, there is not a Tomb Raider game actively in development. <laughs> if they are going around trying to shop that IP into other stuff, I yeah, I think that like that last one kind of wrapped that trilogy up, that reboot. 
Yeah. It, it was my least favorite of the three. Same. Uh, so, yeah. I think Tomb Raider might be back on ice again for a little bit. And then Avengers, you know, like, it's still kicking, but oh, no one seems real happy about it. <laughs> yeah. 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 I wonder if they have, like, a slate of DLC they're going to announce for that thing, or if they're just going to kind of pull back on it or what. Yeah, I mean, I think they've got some stuff announced already. There is some roadmap out there. Maybe they add to it or something. But yeah. I, I don't know how they address that game. That game has been a lot. Yeah. Uh, is, um, Guardians, of, Guardians of the Galaxy game, supposedly? Oh, that's some right. Jason, Jason Trier been out there talking about Idols Montreal making a Guardians of the Galaxy game that may be at this thing. That would make some sense. I so Square what... have like a, a Marvel Disney license at this point where they're, or I'll just say Marvel because somebody else, uh, EA is still doing Star Wars. But I like, think Marvel's licensing to anyone who they feel like can do something good for them. I think okay. that's right. All I right. think that's right. Well, but that's, I, I'm almost sure that's right because if we, we move on to 2K, there's a rumor mm. in there about something that is also Marvel. Hmm. Go on. We call that a segue. Um, okay. Yes. Nice. So, so yeah, there's nice. a bunch of stuff that leaked out supposedly about 2K's upcoming slate. Some of it may not be at E3. Was the caution that I saw around it, but you know, these are things that are they're kicking into gear here. And one of them is uh, Firaxis's next thing, which is uh, Marvel XCOM. Hmm. I could think. Hmm. I can get down with that. I think I can get down with that too. Yeah. I would. Yes. I like this. I like the Marvel universe. I like XCOM. I'm okay. I like XCOM. Yeah. What do you got against now that imagine if it, what if instead of expansive. What if instead of giant guns, people just had weird powers? Except for the Punisher, who just has giant guns. Say. <laughs> instead <laughs> of giant guns, what if they had giant guns? Yeah. Um, I think... I, yeah, hmm. What would I want from that? Do I want named characters or do I want like the squad yes. league kind of? Oh yeah, I guess you're right. Yes, yes is the answer. Yes, I guess. Yes, here we go. And now they could put anybody in it though, right? I guess if Marvel's Marvel Marble Marble Entertainment Marble is uh, putting out uh, their madness, and if they're if Marvel is giving out their licenses, they can have the X Men in it, right? Like we, you could have uh, a Wolverine mixed in with your, uh, you know, your. I think they could have done MCU? that and I think they could have done that anyway as long as they weren't referencing the cinematic stuff. I think they could like because there's been mm. X-Men in other Marvel stuff even during that weird that's bridge true. period. That's yeah, I think that's just film rights that where it gets yeah. weird. And so they are starting to tease out a little bit of the mutant stuff in the cinematic universe. So this actually probably would be a I mean not that this is likely to tie into the movies directly or anything, but this would be a way to start, you know, maybe kind of seeding like, hey, remember X-Men? They're pretty fucking cool. You could just, you could just do check, check it out. Cyclops he shoots lasers Cyclops. out of his eyes. He does. He he's, does. He's kind, of a, he's kind of a whiny asshole, but, you know, don't don't worry about that. Wolverine, he's, he got them claws. Got, it's it's dope. Schnick, Bishop. S -s -s -bish Bishop. Bishop's cool. Who's got the juice now, Bishop? Uh, Square Enix. Square Enix. 2K. And 2K. Sorry, 2K. We're on 2K, 2K now. Yeah. We segued. 2K. Yes. Anything else from 2K? Right. Huh. Funny you mentioned that. Yeah. Um, are they... So, there's a Gearbox presentation. Are they... Are those literally the same thing? 
I would is that think so, but maybe not. I actually don't know. Like, they're calling it the they're calling it the Gearbox E3 showcase. But 2K is involved with it, I believe. Hmm. You know, well, 2K, 2K is, is still their 2, publisher, 2K, first round yeah, refusal 2K, publisher, right? Uh, at least for Borderlands stuff. I don't know yeah. about everything they do, but like 2K definitely has put out all the Borderlands stuff, and I think also Battleborn, right? Uh, yes. Anyways, the name Wonderlands is floating around. Oh, have, in that the like, Balan sense? No. Wonder, is that Wonder World or Wonderland? That was Wonder World. Balan Wonder, Wonder World. World. Okay, like a Disney World, Disneyland thing. Yeah. yeah, Wonder World. Yes, yes. Yeah. Battle and Wonder World is in Orlando. <laughs> That's right. That's Wonderlands right. is in Anaheim. It's yeah. uh, Wonder Wonder World has the the Epcot Center and all that stuff. Got it. Right. All right. Yes. That's right. right. The, yes. Okay. Yes. Battle and Wonder World full of gigantic golf balls. Um, <laughs> yeah, like people data mined the name Wonderlands out of a bunch of like page source website source. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um. In fact, the address appeared to be playwonderlands.2k.com, which immediately sounds like some kind of free-to-play thing to me. Okay. Also, also, I think, also, I think Tiny Tina is involved to be, or I mean, is rumored to be involved in this. Yeah. Uh, as maybe as the main character or as the star or something. I don't know. It's hard to say. I just saw some rumors around that stuff circulating. So, so there know, is man. no, there is no official like embracer group uh 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 e3 thing right i don't think so i mean that would be all of e3 at this point right i think they have embraced <laughs> half of half of the industry that's at true this point. yeah well there's like a coke media thing and yeah, they're part yes. of that right yes there's a coke media <laughs> event separately which is also part of embracer group gearbox okay. is part of embracer group uh okay. quite a few of your favorite developers at this uh, point, is Volition um, part of Embracer. Yeah, well, yes, because Volition yes. Volition's are like four layers deep. They are. And THQ under, Nordic is part of that whole thing, right? They are. Well, I don't know who they're actually under at this point. Deep Silver or <laughs> THQ Nordic, or I don't know. Mm. It's, it's a lot. What there's, a there's tangled a of, web, man! Yeah. There's a lot of companies there. Listen, we filled out a lot of paperwork in the last couple of weeks. We are probably yeah. part of Embracer Group at some point. It's possible. It's distinctly possible. We, might, we yeah. might have checked that box accidentally. Would you like to embrace <laughs> one form? <laughs> Um, but, uh, yeah, I, I mean, okay. like, look at Gearbox's non-Borderlands output for the last, like, 10 years, right? I'd rather not. Like, think about everything they have put out that was not Borderlands since literally about a decade ago. Duke Nukem Forever. Mm-hmm. Aliens. Aliens, Colonial Marines. Mm-hmm. And Battleborn. Yeah. Like, there was that homeworld thing. Um, that's true. You're right. They do have a publishing arm that is actually doing some good stuff. Like the the homeworld stuff seems to be going pretty well. But I mean, like the, Gearbox internally the stuff developed, that is more like, creative directed by the people at Gearbox, right? Like I think there are external developers working on most of that stuff that's coming out of their publishing arm. But I'm talking about like Gearbox as a developer. Mm. Like like if mm. they were going to do something, like it's pretty clear that Borderlands is, has been the thing for them, right? Yeah. So yeah, not super not super surprising. They would trying to be trying to build on that, but I think that Homeworld three game is still in development, right? Not yeah. not by I think who was it? Blackbird. Uh, yes, yes, Blackbird Interactive, which like I think that might be some of the original Homeworld developers. Is that right? I don't remember the the pedigree on there, but uh, I am I a. Remember. In my memory, I am a Homeworld fan, but it has been a I was while. Gonna, I was going to say, you, you immediately would strike me as a Homeworld guy. Yeah, it's been a while. I remember falling off a bit of 2 just because of some of the stuff where, and I think this was 2, where if you bring 
you can, I found myself getting into situations where I had lost too much of my fleet and going into the next mission. I just, it was, it was tougher to re- recover. Uh, that Shipbreakers game um, was like supposedly tied in with Homeworld, right? Remember that? Was it? I think was it? so. I didn't know that. I think so. Huh. I did not know I think that. So. I think you're like taking them parts out. T- I don't know. Hard space. Be. Hard space ship. I'll take your word for it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, um, what else? Also, I know there's more. We, yeah, we met, we mentioned that Coke Media thing, mm-hmm. uh, which I believe is like, so the, the Summer Games Fest starts on Thursday, which is actually the day that most people are hearing this on the main podcast feed. Mm-hmm. Um, tomorrow at the time of this recording, like that's the beginning of Jeff Keighley's thing. If you remember how that went last year, like that was a yeah. summer long thing, right? Like kind of half the stuff that happened last summer was branded under that umbrella and that kind of culminated with Gamescom. Summer of Keeley. Yeah. So this is like the kickoff of that where he is promising more than a dozen world premieres. Okay. Uh, and, and a preview, a preview of some of the, uh, the standalone publisher live stream events as well. So uh, there should be quite a bit of stuff in that, but then like the first like real E3 thing is Friday, which is Coke media, mm-hmm. which I saw that and I was like, well, they have a new Saints Row on the, on the books. Maybe they'll announce that. They announced that they're doing something new with Time Splitters. Maybe they'll have that. Mm-hmm. I guess Dead Island 2 still exists in some capacity. Maybe they'll have that. You mean Dying Light 2 or? No, no. Dying Light 2 is separate. Oh, that's Dead right. Island. Remember Dead Island? Mm-hmm. Dead I forgot Island. there. Wait, so there actually is a Dead Island 2. Yes, that dude, is something Dead they Island are 2. doing. Supposedly Dead Island 2 is still in development, despite being I... like shut down and restarted by a different developer at least once. I don't know. Also, wait, I don't know if you saw a playable build of that thing leaked a year or two ago. No, I don't remember that. Like the E3 demo of Dead Island 2 from years ago leaked onto the internet and people were playing it. Huh. Um, Anyway, all that said, I had those expectations and then I looked at their Twitter account and they said, to give you a heads up, you won't see Dead Island, Saints Row, Metro, or Time Splitters uh, at that event or at any other E3 2021 event. We'll let you know when we have news to share. So like, if they don't have any of those, what do they have? Ah, uh, 2021, a year of lowered expectations. <laughs> uh, I mean, at least they're getting out there saying it. Uh, yeah. I just, I don't uh, know what else. They, that's, 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 that's like all their big stuff. I don't know. I feel like that's a thing you do, not because you, because you, it, you don't do that unless you are worried about every specific thing, because you want people coming to that stream, hoping for that stuff. You want those eyeballs on that thing. The only reason you do that is because you are trying to spare your social media team getting <laughs> an, a, a, just an absolute bevy of garbage thrown at them. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Yes. Where is know. this thing? Where is that thing? Yeah. Yeah. You are trying to save know. some hassle and some HR costs down the road. Yes. I don't know what to expect from that thing at all. Anything else we want to hit here before we uh, uh, transition into our our wrap up? I think that's most of the big stuff. Uh, Capcom is doing a thing on Monday. Mm-hmm. Kind of the big thing on Monday. It looks like. Um, they have said, hmm, it's a lot of games that are already out or coming out very soon. Yeah. The great, the great Ace Attorney Chronicles, which like, mm-hmm. don't get me wrong, more Ace Attorney. Fine by me. And those are the ones Monster- that were only out in Japan, right? Originally. I think that's right. Yeah, I think it is. Uh, Monster Hunter Stories 2, Monster Hunter Rise, and Resident Evil Village, which you may have seen is out. Yeah. So, like, maybe some DLC news for that stuff. They haven't said anything about new announcements, but 
uh, hopefully, hopefully they'll have something there. I like a Capcom. I'll be listening. Yeah. Yeah. Give me what you got. All right. We should mention again, we will be talking over many of these or the, the, you know, some of the, the big ones here. We're going to join up with Waypoint. We actually are going to meet pretty soon to go kind of go over that schedule. So more on that, hopefully coming soon. We're going to, we're going to talk a little bit here about what have you guys been up to hmm. for, for, we're going to wrap up. Well, it's been, a, it's been about a month, huh? We've been building yes. a company is one of those things. Uh-huh. Yeah. 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 That maybe Any- took up a fair amount of time. Anybody, uh, anybody play No Man's Sky? I they had an no event. Funny you should ask that. Mm. What, you, why, would you, why would you ask? Because did you get your Normandy? I discovered something about myself. Do you like or maybe, Mass Effect? Or maybe, or maybe Hello Games discovered something about me. Okay. Which is, uh, if you want me to play your five-year-old game obsessively for a week straight, <laughs> put the Normandy into it, and then tell me that I have like five days to get it. And then it's gone I- forever. I too, I knew this about me already, but I uh, did not know this was even. Ha- I was playing No Man's Sky and didn't even know this was happening until I had talked wait, to you about it. Wait, really? Yeah, I was. I I was playing it. And I was like, oh, you know, this is my time Just, to kind of kick back, and I'm gonna play some No Man's Sky. And then was was kind of farting around on the um, uh, Xbox version of it, and apparently it never saved properly, and that's probably because I never. Um, some of my profile stuff might've been not logged in logged in and it kind of disconnected and it had said it saved in the thing. And then when I switched over to go do that Normandy stuff, cause it was kind of, uh, separated from the main game. You do it, uh, do the, what do they call it? Expedition. Expeditions. Uh, yeah. I made sure I saved, you know, I had hours in, so I had gotten in and out of my ship. I know I had saved, I'd made beacons, even built a little base. And then when I went back, my save wasn't there, mm. um, which is like, okay, uh, isn't the joy is in the journey, not the destination. Mm-hmm. So, um, I did. I did that thing. You you sent me a like a hey, here's how you do it, Caravella. Here's a, here's a video. You could do I this just went straight to YouTube. Just give me the most efficient speed run version of this mission because like coming back to that game after years away from it, yes, is impossible. At the so rate was, that they've been expanding it, like coming back to that game after six months away from it dude, is, is already a pretty heavy experience. There is so much more in that game if you have not played it for a while. Like it's it's just like mind boggling how much they have put in there and never charged a cent for any of it. Yeah. Like if if you want to, this may have died down a little bit now, but if you want to just like feel warm and fuzzy sometime, go to the No Man's Sky subreddit on the day that Hello Games drops another major expansion for that game. Hmm. like it is nothing but people saying the nicest things about hello games that you could possibly imagine like it's just non-stop like hardest working developers in the industry like oh they've given us so much like society if everyone had hello games work ethic like just yeah just it's, it's very probably hard. one like, of the all-time turnarounds for any yeah. game like the kind of yeah like specifically in contrast to the way that game launched and what the backlash was then right like seeing yeah. people just like being that happy with it now it just feels good that being said Mm-hmm. Very nice. Uh, that being said, and I agree with all of it, I don't know if I truly just enjoy the main parts of playing No Man's Sky. That's that's the yeah. That's the other shoe to drop here. Is that <laughs> I like I yes. I went and started a regular game after we finished that expedition. Which like if people don't know what the expeditions are, it's basically like a condensed version of the entire sort of treadmill of the game. I think mm-hmm. like they're these they're Very these time limited missions. Yeah. 
these time-limited missions with all these milestones to complete, and they start you with, like, oh, you already have a freighter, and oh, you can already deploy ground vehicles. It's like they do a lot of the grunt work for you, so you can just mm -hmm. start pounding through all the objectives. Uh, but doing all that in that compressed time frame and then turning around and starting a new save where it's like, oh, now I maybe need to play for two or three dozen hours to get all that stuff that I just had for free yeah. is a lot. Like, I, I still, playing the normal version of that game still makes me wonder if I like the idea of that game more than I actually like playing it. I definitely do. I definitely like the concept of it more than the execution, even after, with everything they've added, because honestly, a lot of what they added is not necessarily the stuff I was looking for. Like, I played that game as a straight-up nomad. I never really mm -hmm. wanted to interact with other players that much, you know, except maybe just, you know, to like, all right, I'm in this trade depot. Okay, see ya. But, you know, and I didn't really want to build a house anywhere or a base. I just wanted to move from place to place. And you can still do that, but a lot of what they built for that game is much more geared toward people who want to play together, people who want to build stuff, people who want to, like, own their little solar systems and galaxies and what have mm -hmm. you. And yeah. I think that's all great. And it's, it's definitely what the player base wanted. But for me, it was just kind of in the direction that I was not necessarily geared toward. It's a lot of like deep mechanics, you know, it's like, there's yeah. a lot of stuff in there for people who want to like min max an economy, you know, yes. yeah. like really, really fine tune their profit engine and like make tons of space money. And like, I, I just want to like you, I just want to roam around on some weirdly colored planets and like, look yeah. at strange flora. I want See, that I wanna... game to be American Truck Simulator, but in space. Like, okay. it just here is this very basic economy that keeps you propelled forward and upgrading your ship and what have you. But otherwise, it's really just about the like the journey. You know, it's just I about driving from place to place. I want it to be satisfactory. I want to mine that planet. I mm. want to. I want to drill to the core and just put set up miners and like wh where planet. How many planets did you go to? One. Went to one planet and I just and I'm I a cracked copper. the shit out of it. <laughs> I'm a copper magnate and now I have a my I have a space station made entirely out of copper that I built a Death Star and I'm just gonna sell it to somebody. That's it. Um, I played a bunch of Bio Mutant and um, uh, I will say Bio Mutant is a very ambitious game that is very loose. It is uh, I think it's a pretty small team. It's like and twenty people. And yeah. it's got uh, a lot of interesting ideas, but it you can see the seams in, in it. It, mm. it is it is like maybe let's say that it's more heart than polish on that game, and it's got a lot of mechanics. It's an action adventure game, uh, RPG. I don't know what genres are anymore, but like you have a lot of points you're dropping into things. It's combat focused. The combat combat doesn't always feel super great. It's got this comic booky style with a lot of kapows and, and things coming off of the enemies. You um, you also engage with this kind of morality system that reminds me very much of Fable or some Molyneux-esque morality system where you have this uh, uh, light spirit and dark spirit kind of thing that are like, like I'm the light spirit, I'm the dark spirit. And it's like, you're so, you're so mean, get out of here. Like, oh, you banned me. Like this kind of like weird uh, Punch and Judy style thing that's going on, mm -hmm. uh, like with these two uh, manifestations of light and dark. And it's very, it is very like binary, good, bad. It is. Right. And like you could just hold, it's one of those things where you just hold left on the stick when you're in the dialogue tree and you're like, okay, you're min-maxing this whole thing. Hey, you saved this prisoner like treat them well or kill them oh okay um, all right you well, got a plus one point another point for the light side don't rub it in get out of here and like is that the is, is that the narration that i've seen people 
Like, I've seen a lot of complaints about narration in that game. Is that where that's coming from? Uh, no, the narrator is more of, um, it's got, imagine kind of like Bastion-esque narration that is mm. done by, um, kind of like in a media molecule kind of way, like this kind of English, like, he says that he can't, like Winnie the Pooh, you know, Christopher mm -hmm. Robin, I can't do that thing, but like, you know, it's that style thing, but every time a character talks, it's gibberish, blah, 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 blah. And then the narrator is like, he says, you can't go to the store right now because you have to go. He looks very hungry. Um, you know, uh, when you pick up something, Ooh, that might be nice. You know, or like you, uh, you do a cool combo and it's like, you're really taking their balls off now, whatever, whatever they say, you know, whatever you're doing in the game. Um, and that I, I could see why people will turn that off eventually. Uh, but I'm, I'm hours and hours in. The more I play, the more I get used to it, the more I'm coming around on it. It's just, it's one of those games where I really want to see what a Biomutant 2 looks like. It's, mm -hmm. uh, in a lot of ways, it almost, you know, pe people might not agree with this, but for me, it reminds me of the original Witcher 1 release. And it, that was like a lot of systems, a lot of ambition there. And then, you know, to the point where they had, there was like that Witcher 1.5 release that kind of came out and, and really tried to tune some of that up. So I think I like that aspect of it. I don't know if it's based off a property. It has like a vibe that it's based off a property, but I, mm. I, I didn't look it up. You, I should mention you're kind of this an anthropomorphic animal uh, running around a world that the humans have destroyed and the, and the kind of uh, the mutagen Ninja Turtles-esque you know, creatures have come up in its place, uh, in very pollution, very, in like a little saccharine in parts, parts. And it's like, you have a good heart. He says you have, or he says you have a good heart and you should do the right thing. And it's like, do the right thing. You have a good heart. You know, it's just like, it's okay. very like, okay. All right. Let's anyway, Biomutant been spending a lot of time in there. Um, just quickly, I finished up dishonored and the DLC. Finally, I did it. Finally. Uh, and uh, I'm ready to play some Dishonored 2, which is I've heard so many good things about that game and so many good things about the DLC for that game. I'm excited to do it and to maybe do it uh, with you guys or stream it at some point. Like we were, I've been kind of finished through that first one and I'm excited to get into that. Uh, what's your, what's your, what's, what's your style? You I, like went, I went silent, good. Stealth only, silent, no kills, or is it sort of embrace the chaos? To, no, I tried to keep the chaos down, which was. Maybe not the most fun. That doesn't way for feel me to like play. you. That doesn't feel like yeah. a mini game. Well, I, I maybe should have just gone full chaos. And we'll we'll see. I don't know. Uh I, I wanted to see like the quote unquote canonical good ending, so mm -hmm. that is on the kind of lower chaos side. You know they got yeah. that on YouTube, right? Yeah, I did watch the chaos one. It did seem a little like, oh that's that seems fun. Um yeah. been playing a lot of Outriders, level seventeen in there. That game still has some problems. Like uh, Ooh, I, I, think, I feel like people just kind of stopped talking about that one. I'm curious. Like, is it have they added anything to it? Is it just kind of kicking around, or? Um, I I think it's kicking around. I still have problems. So I got my little brother in uh, in Australia playing, and my older brother in upstate New York with not the greatest internet. And it, usually only if I host the game do we all kind of get good connections. So it does mm -hmm. seem whoever is hosting is kind of deciding how this is going to go. Uh, and if my little brother hosts it and he's in, since he's in Australia, that, that thing gets real laggy. Uh, and if my older brother hosts it on his not great internet, that also can be a problem. So 
It is a little weird there, but they do nice things of being able to set the story point where you want to jump back in. So if somebody gets ahead, you can roll back your game to a different story point so you're not spoiling stuff and people don't. That is very convenient. I do like that. Uh, and lastly, I'm, I'm making my way through Desperados 3. I think I'm getting near the end and um, was kind of saving some of that as we got closer to doing this. Then maybe stream as well. Oh. Um, yeah. Alex, anything you want to add on there? Yeah, I got a few things. Uh, one, Brad, you and I played this game yesterday. Boy, uh, did we. We had a time. Uh, with Operation Tango, which is a co-op hacking game uh, that is currently free on PS Plus. Well, maybe it's a, it's a hacking game for you. Well, I mean, <laughs> you were doing a, some hacking too. You were doing some commanding. That's more of an agenting game for me. It's a it's a like pretty slinky spy kind of game, right? Like it's yeah. a two player co-op thing. Like one person is an agent, the other is a hacker. Yes. It's a lot of like it, big hairdos and kind of sixty, a little bit of a sixties sort of sixties futuristic, stylized spy vibe to it. Yeah. yeah, it's very like no one lives forever. Nolf. Yeah. Yes. Um, Cyber Nolf. Cyber Nolf. Uh, but it is very keep talking and, and yes. explodes. Yes. Yes. It's kind of space team like that. Very like hey, each of you only has limited information and you have to yell at each other about what the other one should be doing as fast yeah. as possible. You and two. It's got- are champions dealing with the lag and dealing with yeah. that stuff. I was really impressed. Oh my God, that game gets so hard. Oh my God, they pile so much hard. on you. They I was positive. You. The, the latency on a couple of the mini games can be a problem. For our like, system. I, I don't know. We, yeah. we don't know how you might have been on a direct connection vo- with the voices. We were piping your voices back to each other through a mixing True. system. So it, yeah, it could have been it's got, at that point. I believe it's got in-game voice chat. I'm sure that's yeah. probably better. Yeah, yeah. Um, but you know, like the, the there was a good variety of stuff in there from what we played. Mm-hmm. Like none of no two missions felt exactly alike, and yeah, they rarely know. repeat any of the activities. But like, God, that fourth mission we played, they're asking you to do like three or four things at one time in some spots that are all on short timers, and if you miss too many of them, you're done. And like, wow, that's a lot. And apparently, we actually uh, got through one section of that accidentally uh, by hitting a speedrunner trick that we didn't know about, uh, and ended up skipping one whole section of the that that last mission yes. we played. Yes, which so we hacked the hacker game. Yes, the developers were in our Twitch chat letting us know that they had hacked their hacking game, <laughs> which I think is great. Ta- Operation Tango. Yeah, the, we 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 came out of that last mission. We played. Th- I was positive that was the end of the game. It was so hard, and then there are two more missions. So. Uh, I think we should probably f- go live on the internet and finish that at some point. Yeah, I think yeah. in the near future we which, will. Which may very well have happened by the time you hear this. I don't know. Yeah. But that, um, game, that game's super cool. It's just two players. Like, grab a, grab a friend. It's it's a good time. Yeah, it seemed very fun. Anything else, Alex? Yeah, so the main thing I'd been playing as we were uh, planning Next Lander and putting things together uh, was the DLC for Assassin's Creed Valhalla, uh, Wrath of the Druids, which takes place mm. in Ireland. Um, so this is a whole separate standalone story campaign within, you know, so you have to own Valhalla, but, uh, it is, it is kind of off the beaten path from anything that's happening in the main story of that game. Uh, you go to Ireland to hang out with your cousin, who is currently the king of Dublin, uh, but he is also one of many kings throughout Ireland who all have to kind of trying to unite under this one king named Flan, who is a big, burly, uh, you know big burly Irish guy with a huge broadsword. Um, and, you know, I think I like this a lot better than I liked Valhalla's campaign because it's kind of detached from all the other bullshit. Mm. Um, 
it's like the best parts of Valhalla and the best parts of really the last few Assassin's Creed games, I think, are the ones that are just about interacting with weird history and not getting into the, the giant Earth problems that like Layla and the future people have to deal with. And none of that is in this, which is great. Um, so you're just kind of bopping around Ireland, uh, the, uh, Ireland doing some of the same mission types you do in the main campaign, not everything. Uh, they give you a, a hardy Irish lass to fall in love with, if you want, who I would describe as sort of a cross between Enya and a pro wrestler. Okay. Um, she, is, she is a hardy woman, a boisterous woman, uh, who sings like an angel. That's her whole thing. Is she is basically like the bard for King Flan. So she writes, you know, songs of of conquer and 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 whatever else, uh, you know, for for his coronation and all that stuff. But also, she likes to drink. She likes to fight. You know, she's a she's a fun gal. Kira okay. is her name. Um, and you know, I I think that the story they're telling is pretty good within the context of Valhalla storytelling. And you know, they don't really do anything to flesh out uh, Avor. Or their larger, you know, story in this. It's more of just like, Eivor's here. Here's some stuff happening. Hang out. So and pretty I think self-contained. That works, yeah, and I think that works to its benefit. Okay. That said, there is still a lot of, like, bandit camp clearing and a lot of the same open world stuff you do in the main game. Still Assassin's Creed Valhalla. It's still super Assassin's Creed Valhalla. They did not get rid of that part. Gotta, gotta Got get it. that value, value for the money. Exactly. And then, uh, you know, I'm still playing what is currently still my game of the year, which is Fights in Tight Spaces. Wow. Really? Yeah. Jeez. It has to be, because I'm still playing it. I started playing it in, like, January, and I'm still here. Occasionally, do like, doing a few runs a week, so... Fights I'm sure in Tight Spaces. Look, I'm sure something will come along and knock it out, because, you know, it inevitably something always does with these games, except for Into the Breach. That was one that stayed the whole way through, but... It's just, it's a good, tight little thing. Like, the runs are just, you know, a couple hours long. Uh, the the deck building stuff is well implemented. It's a better fit for the sort of, like, turn-based John Wick fighting thing than John mm. Wick Hex was. And I just think, like, you know, what they put out in early access already felt fairly complete. Like, it, there was enough game there to just keep, hold your attention. And, you know, they've mostly done small updates to it since it came out. Um, but those updates have, have been beneficial and, you know, I just, I think as a, as a contained indie experience, it is really solid for what it is. Fights in tight spaces. Yeah. Operation Tango. Assassin's yeah. Creed Valhalla DLC. Wrath of the Druids. Wrath of the Druids. Biomutant Dishonored. Desperado 3 Outriders. No Man's Sky. Games. Games. That we have games. talked about. Video games. Ratchet and Clank is out this week. We're going to. That's going to probably be the focus of our next show. So we're, um, we didn't talk about it at the top, but the, the kind of, um, idea for this podcast is to mostly try for us to play, try and get hands on with the same stuff to have conversation about that. So I think next week will be pretty ratchet and clank focused. If you, if you want to tune in for that, I hope you do. the, The hardest, the hardest type of video game podcast conversation to have is the one where only one person got to play a game. That's right. And they just have to monologue about it to everybody else. So, video game monologue. So yes. um, it's one of the one of the goals with this podcast is to try to get us all playing every, all the stuff we're talking about as much as possible. Yeah. As much and as today's possible. thing was very much just about catching up. And then yes. going forward, Catch we'll up. try and play as much of the same stuff as we can. Yes, video video games very much existed around the edges for the last few weeks. Yeah. And E and E three coming up. So that's gonna yes. that's gonna pretty much wrap up this episode of the Next Lander podcast. Thanks, everybody, for listening. But before we go, 
Yes. If you joined, if you joined at the mysterious benefactor tier on Patreon, and bless you if you yes. did. Yes. We have a uh, we we shout you out. We're gonna read out your name here. First ones ever to do this. We're gonna break a little uh, break a little internet here. Uh, so I have the list in front of me the as list. of the recording. Uh, on uh, on the recording of this, which is uh, uh, June 9th. So if you if you got in after that or after I just refreshed this page, I apologize. But shall I start from the list? You ready? Please do. Please do. If I mispronounce your name, I apologize. Um, but I'm going to go for it here. Yes, uh, please, please, please write us a, a note on Patreon if we... If we mess if up. We, if we mangle your name, please just feel free to let us know. I'm gonna try this. Are you guys ready? Okay. Yes. yes. You help. I'm you ready. help me out. You support me. I'm if ready. I right. I'm here. Ready. ready. Okay. <clears throat> Corey James Thompson, Charles Ewing, Stimpak, Jack Inacker, Sean Phillips, Mark Dell, Nicholas Horn Jorgensen, Malone Hart, Angie Val Angie Valadares, Nick Donegan, Albert. Evan Cook, Yakta Yada, Cat, Mark William, JM, Riley Labaw, Brandon Cobb, Adrian Padilla, Jerry Lee, Brian Stanton, Derek Queneville, Gary Pedsky, Matt, Conrad Kuzman, Chris Tyson, Joseph Reagan, Josh Scoggins, Ryan R. Zeus Laser. I just read the names, folks. That's mm -hmm. right. Kinto. John McGinnis. The Bunny Fiend. Oh, the Bunny Fiend. Casey Shaughnessy. John B. Nick, Sarah, and Katie Doherty. Peter Reardon. Thomas Lynn. Steven Olakovic, 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 Jad Rita, Andrew Thorn, Andrew Thornburg. That one got me. Statics. <clears throat> Go on. Robo Jeebus is here. <clears throat> Mike Merritt, Andrew Jackson, just getting right in there. Chris Barkhurst, Philip Nichols. Pixels and Polygons, Marcus G, Ninja Ducky, JC Harris, Andrew Cotton, G Cruz, Luke Fellers, Anders Budge Bouge. Let's go with Anders Bouge. I like the way that rolls out. Devin Maestro Hall, John McCowd, John McCowd. I think it's Michaud. I Michaud, like it. Michaud, yeah. John Michaud, Michaud, Brian Murphy, Trevor and Adrian R, Joe Beezer, Blood Emblem, Kevin Velado, Randy Dow, Duex. <laughs> okay, Randy Duex, Mark Allenback, Aaron Gonzalez Burr, Beer, Beer, we'll say, Andrew Tiebkin. Cole Henderson, Cyano, Jean Francois, <laughs> Francois, that's how you do it. Jean Francois mm -hmm. Murray, 
It me, JP. Edward Cheek. Cheek? Chick. Could be either. I'll say Chick. Chick. Andrew Slosky. Matthew King. Steve Lynn. William Lummis. Richard Welsh. Matthew Hurig. Horig? Horig. 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 Adam Billow. Rick Button. Anthony King. Nick Wajan. Let's go with Tyler Treese. Those are the names as of this recording. Yes, our mysterious benefactors. Thank you very much. Not as mysterious anymore. I just said all your no. names. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. right. Now you're Thank just you benefactors. So much. Thank, Thank you, you so, much so, so much. And to everybody who signed up. Absolutely. We're, uh, we got a lot of supporters and we really appreciate it. Like I said, over 10,000. We're, uh, we got a lot of work ahead of us and we know it. That's right. That's right. We got some, yeah, some stuff to figure out as well. Yes, we do. Yes, we do. But you know what? That work is going to go toward making sure that you are all happy, that you are all enjoying our shows. You are enjoying our streams. You are enjoying what next lander is all about. And we are happy to be doing it. So thank you. The only, the only thing that I know how to say is that we will try our best to do right by the support that everyone has shown us. Yeah. If you want to support us, you can go to nextlander.com. Uh, that'll uh, currently redirect to the Patreon. Or just watch our stuff. Or just send yeah. good vibes. Or just, just hang yeah. out. Listen, listen to the podcasts. You know, watch the, watch the Twitch streams. Leave, leave a user review on iTunes <laughs> or Apple Podcasts. <laughs> hey, man. Yeah. Ring that bell. Smash that button. Algorithms. Uh, yeah, algorithms lead a great life. That's you know yes. what? That's what I say. Alice also, Navarro. yeah, yeah. Yes. Take a break from the internet once in a while. Hell yeah! yeah. So after after you do all that, take some time for yourself. Alex Navarro, Brad Shook, Brad Shookmaker. I'm good with these names. I'm uh, I'm really. No, good. I'll write in. I'll, I'll I'll send you the pronunciation. After Brad Shoemaker, Alex Navarro. Thank you very much. For, thank you. Thank you. Yes, very thank you. Um. Thank you guys for joining me here and uh, uh, for building Nextlander, uh, founders of Nextlander here, the, the right. crew. Thank you guys, and uh, thanks everybody for listening and joining us, and we'll be back next week.